Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Full Stop. This is yours truly. Um, just, uh, <laughs> this episode brings me no joy, okay? Um, this particular episode does not make me happy. Um, I feel um, uh, bamboozled, uh, uh, led astray. Um, I feel, I feel uh, run amok. I feel um, uh, uh, saddened, angry. Um, uh, I, I feel all the emotions you could use to describe just utter disappointment. Um, and it, it's not from what has happened. It, it, there's there's a root in my upset, my my level of angst. Um, being from what has been, but more just the sheer no end in sight of what um, what the future holds. I just feel completely, completely lost. Um, and for those of you that are regular listeners, um, if you've already figured out what I'm talking about, kudos kudos to you right <laughs> we are so in sync if you can already if you already know what I'm talking about um, but I guess you can tell by the title um, not the title of a pre-existing uh, comic book series from this particular group but uh, the fact that that they are in fact deceased they are it's a it's over it's like watching someone struggle, unfortunately, watching somebody struggle with a terminal illness and they finally succumb to it. DC Comics, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up here. <laughs> Just give me a second, guys. Uh, DC Comics has, um, um, has been read their last will and testament. The chaplain walks into DC's Comics hotel, I mean, I'm hotel, hospital, um, hospital room and asks if they'd like to be read their last rites. Um, their last, you know, uh, and they decline. <laughs> what? Because they don't think that it's the end. They have absolutely no idea that they are dying. And that, you know, um, the first thing is they don't understand that money doesn't determine success. Okay. I think anybody who has been successful or believes they will be successful, I don't think that a a logical person would, would equate or equivocate money to success. Okay. 
especially when you have a body of work. Now, let me explain that. Just because you make $800 million or $1 billion on a movie doesn't mean it was a good movie, doesn't mean it was successful, and doesn't mean that because you made a billion dollars this time that you won't lose credibility on your next movies. And that's how that's how people determine their level of success with movies is how much did the movie make? And that's not you that's a very antiquated system because the movie is very accessible now. And I don't even know how they're calculating that Wonder Woman 1984 was a success. I don't even know how they're calculating that because it wasn't in theaters. I already had a subscription to HBO Max because of the DC comic cartoons that they, that were on there. Full disclosure, okay? Full disclosure. I didn't get HBO Max for the movies. I got HBO Max for the cartoons, okay? And now y'all know. I watch cartoons. DC comic cartoons. The last... That was... That was the foundation of my DC comicness, as all my friends would say. Like, that made me, DC comic cartoons made me who I am today. The movies are making me a worse person, okay? They're making me more cynical. They're making me, like, just, I'm, I'm angry all the time. All the time. Um, and their cinematic universe is just absolutely ridiculous. You wait, you know, several months, maybe even years. I don't know. It's really hard to tell nowadays how long we've waited for the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. It's like you take this bad movie and because you add more scenes to it, it's going to make it a better movie. Absolutely not. The foundation's there. The damage is done. I will say that Zack Snyder's Steppenwolf looks a lot better than uh, what Josh Whedon's, Josh Whedon's Steppenwolf his decide looks pretty tight too. But what, what I'm saying is that's not the point. What I'm saying is you have all these different directors who I'm just going to make an assumption here. have never seen anything to do with DC comics, um, <laughs> making these DC comic movies and they have absolutely no idea what actually works, what these characters are actually uh, who they are at their core. Right. I, and I'm going to say this. I don't care if anybody gets mad at me. Patty Jenkins has absolutely no idea who Wonder Woman is. Absolutely no idea. And I say that with every fiber of my being. Patty Jenkins has absolutely no idea who Wonder Woman is at all. She has absolutely no clue. I can imagine when she vied for the position to direct the movies that she read up on Wonder Woman, but has no idea who Wonder Woman is at her own core and doesn't have who uh, any idea of who Wonder Woman is at Wonder Woman's core. Okay. Because Gal Gadot or whatever her name is, however you say it, is gorgeous. (laughs) Now, Wonder Woman is probably the most beautiful woman in DC Comics. I get it. But Gal's really, really attractive. Too attractive. Okay? The Wonder Woman you need is the chick who plays, I think her name is Robin in How I Met Your Mother. Or she's like a special agent something. 
in Marvel. She is attractive enough, but Wonder Woman is supposed to be rugged. She's supposed to be rough. She's supposed to be tall. She's supposed to be big. She's supposed to be an Amazon. She's supposed to represent the Themyscarians. You know what I mean? She's supposed to be a, a warmonger for all intents and purposes. Just heroic all those good things, but a warmonger. She's supposed to, I mean, I'm not even going to get into Wonder Woman. That's a whole, I could, I mean, I'm just talking about the directors of these DC comic movies, not understanding the characters at their core. And I'm saying all this because a, they're suggesting that there could be a black Superman. I'm, I, there's a moment of silence. That was intended. They're suggesting that they there could be a black Batman. They're suggesting that these characters can be someone else. And that's not the case. You're creating something different. You're making something else. And, and this isn't me talking. These, these are the characters themselves talking. When Dick Grayson, when Batman was nowhere to be found, Dick Grayson decided to adorn the bat suit. Superman, and what I believe to be a drunken stupor, almost lasered the flesh off of Dick Grayson, saying that wearing the bat suit is like wearing Batman's skin. You're wearing his skin. Batman alluded to something to, uh, to the same respect, saying that that Superman is Superman. Clark Kent is his costume. Bruce Wayne is his costume. He is Batman. Kal-El is Superman. Kalel's costume is Clark Kent. So the only reason I'm bringing up these two instances is because if you put a black man in Batman's suit, he is not Batman, he is black man. Okay, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but you get my point. You can't put someone else in Batman's suit. You put someone else in Batman's suit, he is not Batman, okay? You put someone else in Superman's suit, he is not Superman, okay? You can't make Clark Kent white, I mean black, excuse me. You can't make Clark Kent black, you can't make Bruce Wayne black because those two individuals are white men, okay? You can change the pigmentation of Superman. You can. If if everyone on Krypton were a little bit olive skin, then you can have an olive skin uh, Dean Kane or that guy who's playing Superman now. You can have you can you can kind of you can make him look Italian, okay? <laughs> you can't have a black bat, uh, Superman. You can't have a black Superman. You can't have a black Batman. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Superman is Clark Kent. Clark Kent is white. 
Bruce Wayne is white. You cannot mix the two. You can't have a black James Bond. You can have a black 007, but you can't have a black James Bond. James Bond is white. The name is not attached to the number. As you see in the last movies, James Bond is his name. 007 is his job. You can switch the job. You can switch the person doing the job. If number seven series assassin is a black woman or a black man or a Latin woman or a Latin man or an Asian woman or an Asian man, that's fine. It's 007. But it ain't James Bond though, because James Bond is white. Same thing with DC Comics. You can put somebody else in a super suit, but there's only one Superman. There's only one Clark Kent, and those two people are the same individual. There's only one Batman. There's only one Bruce Wayne, and those two people are the same thing. Bruce Wayne is Batman's costume. But but the person inside is a white man that he that goes by Bruce Wayne that was born as Bruce Wayne that that is now Batman. Y'all can't do this to DC Comics. Make something else. But you're killing DC Comics. You're killing DC Comics for equity. And this is that double-edged sword of equity. We don't need a black Superman. We don't need a black Batman. What we need is a good Superman movie. And what we need is a good Batman movie. Excuse me. With the characters that already exist. You don't need to change that. There's enough African American and multiracial characters in DC Comics for you not to touch the integrity of Clark Kent and Superman. There's enough multiracial multi-sexually oriented characters in DC Comics for you not to touch the race and the backstory of Batman. You don't have to touch it. In fact, honestly, it's not for them to touch. It's not for Wonder Brothers to touch. You don't touch that. If you want a black Batman character, put Batwing in there. Batwing is a black Batman-like character. Put Batwing in there. You want a black Superman? Make another Steel movie without without Shaquille O'Neal. Do Steel right. Do John Henry Irons right. Okay? You want a black Superman-like character? Make an Icon movie. Okay? Make an Icon movie. Give Martian Manhunter a movie. If you want a black Superman-like character. But you don't have to make Superman black. Because he ain't. You don't have to make Batman black. Because he ain't. Who are you doing it for? Because if you can't nail white Superman movies, what the... What do you think you're going to do with a black Superman movie? Make another Black Panther? No. Black Panther is Black Panther, okay? And there's there's plenty wrong with Black Panther. Don't even get me started on Black Panther. But Black Panther is Black Panther. Leave Black Panther alone. That's a... a, uh, that's a niche movie, okay? <laughs> it's niche because it's black people seeing black people with white people super problems, okay? Whatever. I'm not even going to go into that. What I'm saying is you don't touch the integrity of Superman until you nail white Superman movie. 
all the super, all of the Superman movies have been garbage. All of them. I was a little partial to Man of Steel. I'm not going to be honest with you. But I think it was because I was seeing it with a really good friend and his family. And, you know, we almost, we didn't see the end because the babies start crying. And then we start arguing with everybody. It was a lot to the movie. Okay. It was a lot that added to it. Okay. His daughter bit me because she thought I was chocolate. Okay. That, that's a story you don't get to change. You don't change that story. Because I'd known them for months. So at that point, she was probably thinking in her head the whole time that I've known them and I've loved her and hugged her and carried her. She's probably wondering, this dude is made of chocolate. I need to take a bite. Like that's, that's what she was thinking, obviously, for months. Okay. And then it was at that moment in the theater, in the dark, she, she asked to sit by me. Okay. Which I think this is premeditated. Now, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. She asked to sit next to me. You know, I'm very good with kids, okay? She asked to sit next to me. Request granted, okay? Right after the credits, right at the start of the movie, she started losing interest. She said, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot. I'm going to take a shot at this chocolate. (laughs) And she took a bite. I screamed out in pain. I look at her and she just shrugs at me like, Guess he's not chocolate. Like, whoops. You know what I mean? Like, whoops, not chocolate. Okay, anyway. Um, Anyway, Man of Steel was okay. I appreciated super super powered people fighting other super powered people. But the Man of Steel missed a huge opportunity. And if you'll allow full stop, if you'll indulge me for a second. I'll tell you what needs to be accomplished in a Superman movie. What needs to be accomplished in a Superman movie and what the Man of Steel did really well is you have to display the destructive power of Superman. Let me repeat. In a Superman movie, you have to display how absolutely dangerous and powerful Superman is. You have to. In a, in a in an original Superman movie, you have to have Superman show the world that he is no one to be trifled with. That he is no one to be taken lightly. You have to show in a Superman movie that he is the absolute number one threat in the universe. You just have to because Superman is okay. They did that. They did that really well. Now, all the opportunities, all the things that they did right in the Man of Steel movie, they pretty much got wrong in the Batman versus Superman movie. Where's Martha? save Martha or whatever (laughs) the dumbest line in all of movies the dumbest line in subsequent movie ending I've ever seen in my life save Martha Uh, it should be save DC Comics Honestly, uh, DC Comics is whack. 
and as a as its super fan, as its biggest fan, um, I'm highly disappointed in what I've seen in the cinematic universe. Now, to go back to my point about Superman, this is this is full stops version of a Superman movie. The Superman movie should not be about Superman. Ooh, what? <laughs> Ooh, chills, right? Chills or absolute confusion. The Superman movie should not be about Superman because Superman represents truth, justice, the American way. Uh, unless he's Justice Lord Superman or any of the Superman who tried to take over the the Earth, it it it, it it's gonna be bat- uh, Superman Returns. Honestly, do you know what I mean? It's just gonna be Superman Returns, which a lot of my DC guys really like it. I thought it was absolute garbage, but you know, what do I know? Um, the Superman movie should not be about Superman. You have to travel on down a couple of dimensions to earth three and the movie about Superman, the first Superman movie should be about Ultraman, the crime syndicate. Bam, did it done. John Cena as Ultraman and whomever else you want to cast <laughs> as the crime syndicate, okay? Because crime syndicate Superman should look like the opposite of Earth-1 Superman or Earth-Prime Superman, okay? John Cena would be perfection. He's grimy. He looks like a white thug, whatever. He looks like Ultraman, okay? Therefore, he should play Ultraman. And the main character in this should not be a hero. The main character should be Lex Luthor from Earth Prime, who is sent there by Lex Luthor, Earth 3, thinking that Earth Prime Lex Luthor is a good guy to stop Ultraman. Okay? Let's, let's work from this from top to bottom, people. I'm, I've got all day. Because I mean, this is what I do for a living. So I've got all day, okay? Lex Luthor is trying to find a way to even the playing field between himself and Earth Prime Superman, who he deems as the most dangerous entity in the universe. Absolute danger to humans. If anything happened to Superman... To where he wanted to take over the planet or destroy the planet or whatever he wanted to do with the planet, he would be successful because there's nothing anyone can do to stop him. And while he's having this thought, he is taken to Earth 3 by Lex Luthor, who is the leader of a group called the Justice League. The Justice League is composed of what Lex Luthor thinks to be criminals from Earth Prime. You have a faux Joker. They call him the Jester. You have a faux um, freaking uh, Deathstroke called Grifter. You have a, a, you know, a faux, you know, uh, I don't know, Poison Ivy named Rosebud. Whatever you want (laughs) to, whatever you want to do with that, whatever. Okay. But Lex Luthor from Earth 3 thinks Lex Luthor from Earth Prime is is just as smart, okay? Just as just, but is not, okay? It's not just. 
when Earth Prime Lex Luthor is introduced or told about Ultraman, he begins to draw these parallels between Ultraman being the antithesis of Earth Prime Superman. And what he decides to do is to help Earth 3 Lex Luthor. We'll call him Lex. Okay? He decides to help Lex. I'm sorry, Alexander. Let's call Earth 3 Alexander and let's call Earth Prime Lex. Okay? Lex decides to help Alexander. Alexander appreciates the help. So does the Justice League. And they start to compose ideas to destroy Ultraman. Alexander is very thankful, but at the same time, Lex is starting to devise the opposite way of destroying his Earth Prime Superman. So, Lex sees that Red Sun helps Ultraman with his abilities and power. So, he, with, you know, uh, intellectual deduction, says, maybe Earth Red Sun will stop my Superman. You see that Ultraman eats kryptonite. Lex doesn't know what kryptonite is. Right? Alexander explains this is the... This is the uh, the culmination of the radiation gathered by his home planet. Lex Luthor is like, I need to take some of that. Because I think if this guy eats it to get power, it'll hurt my guy. So he takes it. He takes some. He smuggles some. And that could be the connection between Ultraman and Lex. Ultraman is running out of kryptonite to eat because... Lex steals Alexander's kryptonite. He steals it. Nobody knows where it's at. He takes it. Because he's like, I need this to hurt the guy where I'm from. You can even say that Alexander said, we could have brought your Superman here, but we didn't know whether or not he was a good guy or a bad guy. Because, you know, why would we bring two superpower beings into onto our, you know, Earth and they may join forces and destroy it. <laughs> Little did Alexander know that he brought the bad guy to the planet and did not know. Now, if you've read the Forever Evil comic books, you know that you know where I'm going with this. Okay. There's someone. Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor from Earth Prime can get so much information to make him the most deadliest, most dangerous character in the cinematic universe that Full Stop is proposing right now. Because he can draw parallels. Owlman is Bruce Wayne. He can imagine that Owlman, that Batman is Bruce Wayne. You see that, you know, um... Uh, I mean, I mean, just the, the sheer, the parallels would be uncanny, but, but here's the main point. It has to be some other power person that they're trying to hinder from existence or some sort of villain hero ish that they have captive that could beat Superman. And because we're on a discovery to find out all the weaknesses of earth prime Superman, that's gotta be Shazam. Shazam has to be the person that Ultraman does not want to escape because Ultraman will lose against Shazam on Earth 3. So Alexander is trying to find Shazam, which has been held captive by Ultraman and Superwoman. Okay? 
once those two you know keep him captive then there's the world is for the taking for the crime syndicate okay but lex luthor from earth prime tries to figure out what is something that could beat him what what there's got to be like just by sheer intellectual deduction if there is a positive or ultimate evil there has to be a positive and ultimate um uh, like positive positive factor there's a negative factor here is in ultraman there's got to be something that can stop him or someone that can stop him based off of sheer logic now in the cinematic universe like Luthor from full stops um cinematic universe he has no idea that there's a magical character named shazam in his world or that that even exists could also also open up man it could open up so many avenues just the power of isis it could open up the power of shazam it could open up the anti-life equation and the new gods there's just so many connections right black adam anyway so long story short superman movie can't be about superman has to be about lex luthor has to be lex luthor absolutely paranoid at the fact that superman can snap at any moment has to be lex luthor being taken to earth 3 so that alexander the good lex luthor can show him all the ways that he can beat his superman because they're trying to defeat ultraman who in a display of absolute destruction tries to destroy the world literally bam Lex Luthor, Alexander, and Shazam, or Shazam-like character, defeat Ultraman to where he can no longer be a threat. The kryptonite is taken and brought back to Earth Prime. Now, Lex Luthor has all the tools he needs to defeat the perceived future Justice League. He knows their identities because he's seen a version of them that they have absolutely no idea exists, right? He has kryptonite. He knows about Red Sun. He knows about Superman's weakness to magic. He knows about all these things that could beat his Superman. Thank you, Alexander. I had no idea. Now, if I lost you all, like all the listeners, if I lost you, then you shouldn't have been listening to this episode anyway. Because this is what this is what full stop is all about. Full stop is about this, okay? I can't even really tell you what this is exactly. But it's about this. It's about saying farewell to DC Comics. Or saying, hey, put me on the payroll, DC. Cause I have movie ideas for all your little uh your little comic books. And I have my own comic books. I have my own ideas. I have my own, you know movies i got my own plans but because you all have been such a huge and uh large part of my life large part of my character um i feel like i owe you and stop making green lantern a white dude hal jordan is not green lantern okay he's not the best he's not even a, a really good one he stopped Tom Cruise would have been a lot better than Ryan Reynolds, but your, your chance has already passed. Green Lantern's gritty, too. You guys were being too cutesy and 
I mean, how Jordan makes, you know, slingshots and all that shit. We, we're done with that. We need Jets and we need Michael Jai White to be John Stewart Green Lantern. Does the voice already. I, Phil Lamar does the voice on predominant most of the show, but Michael Jai White makes way more sense. He's bigger. He looks like he's a Marine. Um, he's got the gap. I mean, he's got everything. He he's a walking how he's a walking John Stewart anyway. All right, real quick, Green Lantern movie. Green Lantern. How? Uh, I'm sorry, John Stewart goes back to his old neighborhood after having already received the Green Lantern ring, and he's trying to adjust to normal life. Can't adjust to normal life. He has this built-in rage. Uh, the rage that's inside of him, it, it keeps changing his ring into uh, the rage ring, the red ring, right? So he'll be fighting somebody and the ring, he'll get angry and that rage will turn the ring red. And then he has to fight uh, Atrocious or Atroticus, however you call it. Uh, he has to fight Atrocious and he develops the Green Lantern Corps to do it. Okay. He has to find out why his ring keeps turning red. The real villain isn't Atroticus or whatever his name is. It's actually Rancor. Rancor is a far stronger raged induced or rage fueled lantern. Okay. Red ring. He goes absolutely nuts. I think his name is like John Miller or something like that. John Miller goes crazy. Atroticus gives him a ring, realizes that he's the most powerful red lantern that could exist and then wants to get rid of him. So it's like a three-way match. That might have gone over a lot of y'all's head, okay? And if it didn't, kudos to you, right? <laughs> you've re- you've read, okay? <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Like, because John Stewart, and I think his name is John Miller. Please don't hold me to the name. I know his name is John as well. John Miller is Rancor. John Stewart is the Green Lantern of Lanterns, okay? And Atroticus is subconsciously trying to flip these guys into red lanterns it's successful with rancor john miller who actually takes it too far and becomes too powerful because he has so much built-up rage that it uh, it supersedes um I th- what's the cat's name it's not there's a there's a red there's a rage cat there's uh atroticus there's rancor and there's two others okay and then you have the Green Lantern Corps, which is, you know, Kilowog and Jon Stewart and the other ones. The bird-looking guy. You know what I'm talking about, okay? I don't have to know their names on the top of my head. That's your Green Lantern movie. It's not Hal Jordan. Nothing to do with Hal Jordan. Okay? Hal Jordan quit. You just make that, you sprinkle that in the movie somewhere where John, uh, Hal Jordan want, didn't want to be a lantern anymore. And John Stewart was given the opportunity to protect the Earth sector. Decides to make a group of lanterns called the Green Lantern Corps. They go around the universe, setting all the rights, righting all the wrongs of the universe. That's, that's the ending. John Stewart overcomes his rage and is able to, like, you know, his will overtakes rancor's rage okay he has more will than rage that's what that's what that's what that comes to and just before we leave here let me just go let me just quick fire okay flash can't have his own movie it has to be flash and cyborg okay first off not ray fisher cyborg because ray fisher cyborg is too light-skinned fucking cyborg is dark as a dark-skinned male 
Victor Sage. Stone. Victor Stone? Yeah, Victor Stone. Okay? He's a dark-skinned brother. Ray Fisher has too much light-skinned energy. I don't like his energy. He's, he's way too much, you know, <laughs> way too much light-skinned anger. Okay? Just chill out, Ray. You won, sorta. Alright? The only reason you lost is because you talked too much. You're trying to take the organization is too big for you to take the task. You get, you can't take them to task. Can't ask for more money. You can't do any of that stuff. I'm not saying dance, but when you become an actor and you play a character you shouldn't be playing, you gotta dance, okay? <laughs> you can't get all you can't get all uppity. <laughs> you can't. And excuse my language to my to my listeners, but you can't you can't be uppity when you're a house nigger. You <laughs> you're not even supposed to be cyborg. Bad casting. You can't you can't go into DC Comics being poorly cast or miscast and then starting to get a little bit uppity about it. Because Cyborg isn't an original Justice Leaguer anyway. Okay? So you shouldn't be there just yet. How about you relax? <laughs> you need to be a teen tight before you can start asking for more money. All right, you need to go through the proper channels. You need to be a teen tight making the most money outside of Robin, and then you need to be get, become a Justice League when you get a little bit older. Okay, Ray. Anyway, um, yeah, Flash, Cyborg. Flash can't hold his own movie unless it's you know the Flashpoint Paradox. That was a great movie, but it wasn't because the Flash made a great movie. It's because of all the opposites that we've seen in that in the Paradox. Okay, Flash needs a secondary hero. Flash, Cyborg, Star Labs, Central City. Bam, bam, bam. They, they, they're a, a dynamic duo, for all intents and purposes. Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman can sustain a movie herself. We've seen it. They haven't been good, but she can sustain a movie herself. But what the movie needs to show is the Themyscarians, as they've been doing, which has been a great job, except in 1984, they didn't do anything with the Themyscarians. That was very disappointing. The Themyscarians, their army is the best thing DC Comics has done cinematically, period, hands down. I'm not even going to argue that. The Wonder Woman movie, though, should have her superhero love interest. So in a Wonder Woman movie, it needs to either have Superman in it or it needs to have Batman in it. Okay, he needs to make an appearance. He needs to be her source or her connection to the world of man because she doesn't know shit about the world of man. They shouldn't make her this old. They shouldn't make her be this old and have a job. Okay, because she's not going to age. So what the fuck is you? you, You're writing yourself into a corner. Anyway, Wonder Woman movie could be just Wonder Woman if you do it right. But a good Wonder Woman movie should have Batman, Superman or both. Superman movie have to show Superman's destructive power cannot just be about Superman being a good guy because Superman is not a good guy Superman is not a good guy Superman is an alien that is was raised in a human world so he's susceptible to all these human inclinations that he should not have being as powerful as he is okay Superman movie should be about his destructive power Full stop suggests that you make it about Ultraman, who would be the antithesis of Superman Prime, so you can show Superman's full destructive capability in full evil capacity. Scare the shit out of Lex Luthor, so when he goes back to Earth Prime, his number one mission is to dismantle Superman. Batman movie can absolutely sustain itself. 
We, we know that. But stop making it an origin movie. We know that Batman's parents died. We know that the Thomas Wayne and Mar- Martha Wayne or whatever. Fine Martha. Marsha. Martha. We know they die outside of a theater. It scars them for life. We get it. All right. Allude to it towards the end. Right. Make that be the thing that makes him come back to his senses. Okay. But you have to show Batman's intellectual depth as Bruce Wayne. You have to show his his absolute stillness and calmness and, and darkness and depth as Batman. You have to show that his brain is impenetrable. You have to show that he is 100% committed to the darkness, but also justice at the same time. You have to show that. If you're not showing that, you're not doing Batman any justice. And put a Robin in the damn movies. I mean... It's not hard. It doesn't have to be the George Clooney Robin, but make him a, a young child or young ward. Don't make him an adult. Like, that's stupid. Give Batman his young ward, okay? Please. And his Rose Gallery has to be like just maybe too many. You have to just keep throwing the Rose Gallery because people love the Rose Gallery. Throw Batman's Rose Gallery at it. It's all right. It's Batman can sustain, he'll, he'll give you a billion dollars, okay? He'll also be a, a, a decent movie. This new Batman with Robert Pattinson, what I appreciate about it is he looks really nerdy as Bruce Wayne. Looks pale. He looks like, you know, he's a weirdo and people think he's weird. That's exactly the way Bruce Wayne needs to, to act, okay? Who am I missing here? Aquaman movie. He needs to stay in the water, okay? Aquaman does not need to be Arthur Curry. Aquaman needs to be Orin. The, the the Atlantean who hates the surface world. Everything that happens in an Aquaman movie needs to be underwater. Has to stay underwater. I've already written an Aquaman movie. I've written it. It's done. I have a whole synopsis. I have dialogue, script, everything is done. Okay? Full Stop is ready to release his Aquaman movie. Now, if you want to make this Aquaman movie on a different Earth, that's cool. You guys can call yourself Earth-1. We'll stop and call itself Earth Prime if, if that's what you want to do. That way, we can have an infinite crisis. And then all of our little characters can mix and, and merge together and be one movie or whatever. But you guys have to reset these movies. These movies suck balls. Reset the movies. You guys can come back from the dead. Though the chaplain did not give you your last rites, there's still a chance for you to make it out of this terminal illness that you have going on for yourself. And it's because you spread yourself too thin. And you trusted people who have absolutely no idea about DC Comics to write your movies and to make your franchises. You have to start over. I'm more than willing to help you write some of these movies. Now, if you enjoyed any of what I said, you know, listen and, you know, reach out to KarmaComics.org and and get your ideas created too. All right. But uh, Jim Lee, uh, anyone else who's listening? Jeff Johns. Any of you fellas listening? Um, the the cinematic universe director of Warner Brothers. Hey, how you doing? Holla Chikwala. I got you. I have all the movie synopses written up already. Okay? Just ready for you to make the call. Thanks for listening to Full Stop. I uh, hope that you all, um, you know, listen and subscribe and you know, follow our podcast. 
Uh, we haven't gotten a tremendous amount of listeners. And for those of you that continue to listen, I, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm not even going to try to spend any time doing that. Um, but thanks again for listening to Full Stop. <laughs>